What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Michigan Department of Transportation has started laying the groundwork for a major project on I-94 in Berrien County that starts next year. MDOT spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us the agency is rebuilding about eight and a half miles of the highway between Stevensville and Benton Harbor. We intend to have traffic open, at least two lanes, I believe, in each direction throughout the project. So we'll start heavy work likely in the spring of 2024, and the whole project goes to the end of 2026. Sharippa says that the project will rebuild four bridges and repair nine other bridges and also include repaving, ramp rebuilding, and noise barrier construction. He tells us they're going to update the traffic patterns at some of the ramps. For example, a left turn to get onto I-94 from M63 will be eliminated. Most of it's just a recognition of how traffic patterns have changed over the past 45 years, especially the local traffic. So if you have you know the heavy northbound M63 to eastbound I-94 movement, because there's enough of those and they have to make a left-hand turn to get to the loop ramp, it makes sense to add a ramp that eliminates that left turn so not driving across traffic. Work this year is expected to go through mid-November and will include installing traffic control devices and barrier walls, building a temporary crossover, culvert installation, and repaving. That's all to prepare for the real construction, which will start in the spring. The $204 million project to be finished in late 2026. Congressman Bill Heisinger says the downgrading of the U.S. credit rating by Fitch this week is a result of both government dysfunction and out-of-control debt. Fitch this week announced the downgrade of U.S. debt from AAA rating to AA+. It cited a, quote, steady deterioration in standards of governance as being a major reason for the move. Heisinger says this is very serious. One, clearly there's a lack of stability in the in the process and in the system that has certainly affected that. But what has brought along that lack of stability, it has been this onslaught of spending that has occurred over the last couple of years that has just brought us to this brink. Heisinger says the U.S. debt is $32 trillion, adding the nation will soon be unable to pay on the interest if it continues piling on. That's why he's joined with other members of Congress for a new bipartisan fiscal forum. They're talking about the debt and spreading awareness of its dangers. It's been a busy year for the Berrien County Veterans Services Office. Director Maureen Adams briefed the Berrien County Board of Commissioners this week on some of its activities lately, noting there's been an increased awareness of the office and the things it does. She says they just launched a Facebook page in November of last year, and they're working hard to inform veterans about programs. We launched the uh, Veterans and Marion Engage program in March, and we have 361 contacts on there so far. It's starting to become organic, too, where I was really recruiting people to sign up before. I'd say I'm getting about 10 that are just showing up on, on a weekly basis now. The office this year launched Vibe, a communication channel that sends alerts to the phones of those signed up. Adam said the new Dine and Discover program has also been attracting interest with events where veterans can meet and have fun. The next engagement will be August 22nd with beer bottle art at the American Legion in Bridgman. Adams also notes the office now has a full slate of drivers to take veterans to appointments at the VA in Battle Creek, making four runs per week. They are, however, still short on drivers for trips to Mishawaka. Sodas Township is getting $800,000 in a grant to improve its fire department. 
U.S. Senators Gary Peters and Debbie Stabenow announced this week the funding comes from FEMA's Assistance to Firefighters Grants Program. Two and a half million dollars in grants were announced for five fire departments around the state. SOTUS is getting 809000 to upgrade its air packs and breathing systems. Township Fire Chief Everett Stanky says the, quote, grant will go a long way to help us upgrade our cascade system to a compressor and fill station. He adds it will provide the department with much-needed new air packs, allowing for a lighter weight and more efficiency. It helps the department be more compatible with neighboring departments for mutual aid. He thanked the senators for their help securing the funding. The South Haven American Legion Post has given an award to Gull Lake Marine in South Haven. Members headed to the business today to present it with the Community Patriot Award for having American flags flying on the property. The award was created by Steve Hamilton, who told us they're going to give out more. We have developed a program that for businesses or residents who are flying their flag, once a month we're going to give out this award, and it's something that they can display in their business or their home. Veteran Josh Gunnison says it sends an important message to him when he sees the flag flying around the community. It's been a difficult road, so seeing people flying the American flag and being proud of what our flag stands for and the men that have fallen for it and have given everything that they have for it, it sincerely means a lot. Gunnison says he remembers in the days after 9-11 there were American flags flying just about everywhere and he wishes that spirit of patriotism hadn't waned. Gull Lake Marine was presented with a plaque and a certificate for proudly displaying the Stars and Stripes. InterCare Community Health Network is planning an exhibit to teach the community about the importance of colon health that's going to feature a giant inflated model of a colon at its office in Benton Harbor this coming week. InterCare says a 32-foot colon will be on display in its lobby next Thursday. People can walk through it and get an understanding of the importance of colorectal cancer screenings like colonoscopies, as recommended by doctors. As you walk through the exhibit, you'll be able to compare representations of healthy colon tissue with small benign or non-cancerous polyps and malignant cancerous tissue. The exhibit will open at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Everyone's invited to stop by and scope it out. And a new school year is already approaching, but the Niles City Fire Department is not letting that stop them from having a little fun in the community. It's announced a spray day for August 16th. There, kids will have the chance to cool off as the department's fire truck sprays water on Riverfront Park. Plus, the city of Niles will be providing popsicles for everyone. It's the second spray day held by the Niles Fire Department. It says last year's event was a big success, so they decided to do it again. Spray day will be at Riverfront Park August 16th from noon to 2 p.m. Everyone's invited. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Federal prosecutors are building their case against two U.S. Navy sailors accused of being Chinese spies. They were arrested this week in Southern California. ABC's Alex Stone has more. The two Navy sailors will remain in federal custody until at least a detention hearing next week, if not much longer. Both men born in China and joined the U.S. Navy are accused of being spies for China, feeding the People's Republic of China sensitive military information about troop and ship movements, radar sites, and ship blueprints. Former CIA officer and ABC News contributor Daryl Blocker says we are still uh, far advanced to them and they have to come steal our secrets. One of the two sailors had just become a U.S. citizen last year. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Ukraine says its sea drones have struck a major Russian port and damaged a warship in an attack that underlined Kiev's growing capabilities as the Black Sea becomes an increasingly important battleground in the war. 
The strike marks the first time a commercial Russian port has been targeted in the nearly 18-month conflict. The Black Sea port hosts a naval base, shipbuilding yards, and an oil terminal that's key for exports. It lies about 110 kilometers east of Crimea, where Russia's defense ministry said it thwarted another attack overnight. He expected it, and he got just that. A lengthy sentence handed down on Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny. Morph, maybe he's Tom Rivers at the foreign desk. Navalny appeared in a penal colony courtroom looking gaunt. As the judge read out the sentence, he stood alongside his lawyers with his arms crossed, listening with a serious expression on his face. The sentence, grim, 19 years for, quote, extremism. That's tacked on to the nine he's already serving for a variety of other charges, all of which he says are politically motivated. The 47-year-old is seen as President Putin's fiercest foe. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. As Donald Trump was being arraigned in Washington on yet another round of criminal charges this week, his running mate turned rival Mike Pence moved to capitalize on the news, unveiling merchandise that quoted from the indictment. The shirts and hats featured the phrase, too honest, a reference to Trump's response when Pence rebuffed his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Pence's decision to seize on the words marks a notable change in tone for a usually cautious candidate who so far struggled to break through in a primary dominated by his former boss. Pence has moved to criticize Trump more aggressively, casting himself as the person who stood up to Trump, averting catastrophe. Meanwhile, according to a new ABC poll, there are a growing number of independent voters who believe the latest federal charges against former President Trump are serious. More from ABC's Ike Giochi. The results of the latest ABC News Ipsos poll regarding how Americans feel about former President Trump's latest charges fall along predictable partisan lines. However, the results among independent voters show an 11-point increase in the number who consider the current indictment very serious compared to the previous indictment related to Trump's handling of classified documents. Trump has maintained he did not do anything wrong after losing the 2020 election. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. It was a routine part of a federal court hearing. The defendant was told not to discuss the case with any witnesses without lawyers present. But there's nothing routine about this case. The defendant was Donald Trump, accused of orchestrating a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. The potential witness pool is vast and includes members from the former president's inner circle deeply involved in his re-election campaign, including some currently on his payroll. His lies about the election, which form the basis of the charges, are repeated in nearly every speech he gives. The Labor Department has released a new report revealing strong but slowed job numbers for the month of July. ABC's Karen Travers is more from Vice President Harris. Vice President Harris delivered remarks focused on the Biden administration's investing in America agenda. She said small business owners are the, quote, backbone of American communities in the economy. And she touted the July jobs report. Bidenomics is working. Last month, we created 187,000 new jobs. That means today, yeah, go ahead and clap. <laughs> the vice president said the July jobs numbers show the U.S. economy is strong. And experiencing stable and steady growth. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Authorities say a woman whose remains were among discoveries that became known as the Gilgo Beach killings has been identified after 27 years. Suffolk County District Attorney Raymond Turney announced today that she was 34-year-old Karen Vergata, she was previously been known to the public as Jane Doe Number 7. She disappeared around Valentine's Day 1996 and was living in Manhattan. Some of her remains were first discovered in 1996 on Fire Island. More of her bones were later found near Gilgo Beach in 2011. 
And can Barbenheimer keep the party going this weekend? ABC's Jason Nathanson takes a look. At the box office this weekend, expect another weekend on top for Barbie. But it's Barbie and Ken. But turtles and sharks are slowly creeping. Well, nothing we can do. You guys want to grab pizza? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, debuted on Wednesday to strong reviews. It'll battle the shark attack thriller Meg 2, The Trent, for second place. That's the biggest night I've ever seen. Biggest bag anyone's ever seen. That is, if one or both can open ahead of Oppenheimer, which could continue as Barbie's runner-up. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.